This is an Equity Mates Media podcast. Equity Mates! I will say this about investing. Everything you do learn is cumulative. What I learned at 20 is you can. Welcome to Super Saturdays, an Equity Mates Media series on superannuation, proudly brought to you by Superhero, who are now disrupting traditional superannuation on their platform. With recent government changes to super legislation here in Australia, $100 billion of Australians' money is in underperforming super products, and a lot of people are feeling a little in the dark when it comes to their super. Equity Mates Media, in partnership with Superhero, are going to shine a light on the super industry with the aim of making Australians wake up and take control of their super. Over three Saturdays and four different podcasts, we'll be bringing you all the information you need to help you take more control. So don't miss it. Make sure you're subscribed to Equity Mates, Get Started Investing, Comedian V Economist, and you're in good company to hear all the episodes. Now, equity mates, uh, you may be surprised to hear my voice kicking off the show. It's it's not the dulcet tones of Bryce Lesky, who's introduced <laughs> close to 400 episodes. And that's because we're here for the very first Equity Mates Media crossover episode. We've kicked Bryce out of the studio. I finally got my way. And I'm joined <laughs> by Adam from Comedian V Economist and Sophie from You're In Good Company. Adam and Sophie, uh, welcome to the very first crossover episode. Thank you, Alec. Great to be here. Exciting to be uh, part of, dare I say, the A-team uh, <laughs> with uh, finally, finally those, those pesky co-hosts out of the way. We can uh, crack on with some, with some quality content. And Sophie, uh, thanks for joining us as well. Uh, I assume, uh, just like Adam, you are the A-team in the You're In Good Company uh, podcast team? Well, yes. Probably, I would say so. <laughs> and I'll use your adjective this morning, Alec, and say I'm very excited to be here. <laughs> so in this episode, we're going to talk about how we look at superannuation. We're going to frame the problem of Australians' attitude to superannuation. And we're going to finish with some tips and tricks on how every Australian can think about their super uh, so, Sophie and Adam, uh, let's kick it off by getting a little personal and talking about how we think about super. Uh, I think the headline for most Australians is not enough, N- not enough thought goes into super. Mm. So, Sophie, let's start with you. Um, how do you think about super? To be honest, I am probably in that category of people that aren't thinking about their superannuation enough, and I've only just started... <laughs> really thinking about it. But once I actually started looking into it a bit more, I was like, oh, like this like matters <laughs> a lot. <laughs> and Adam, for you, uh, you know, we had you on Get Started Investing mm. earlier this year. And um, if, if memory serves, you tried to day trade your super or something at one stage. I wouldn't advise it, Alec. Um, especially most super funds have got some sort of delay. My super fund had a, had a two-day delay in between Put, changing your options and that coming into effect. So I certainly wouldn't advise trying to day trade, day trade your super. Um, but I, I now love super. So I'm, I'm in my forties now. Fair to say that wasn't always the case when I was younger in my twenties, wasn't thinking a great deal about super. But now that I guess that I'm a bit further down the road, I can see where super is now as opposed to when I first started working where 
you're not really talking about large sums of money, but now it's kind of building through the the wonder of compound interest. And yeah, I'm actually I'm actually really excited with with where it's at, and I and I track it way more than I should, but yeah, it's kind of fun. How how often is way more than you should? Oh, look. If I look at my chair portfolio once a day, I'm probably looking at super once a week. Just yeah, yeah. I, I like to just check in on on the performance, um, see whether I need to make any adjustments. I worked out it's only ten dollars to to change my options, which should put most people off. But me, I'm like, well, it's only ten dollars. It's ten bucks. I could just <laughs> I could shift it into some uh, some sustainable uh, options within the super because I think that's going to go well. Um, and then see how that goes for two weeks before changing it into something else. So, yeah, no, it's, it's good, but I can definitely see the value in it now. Um, I was actually really lucky. So um, I got into a pretty good, well, I think it's been a pretty well-performing fund, um, which was Unisuper at the time because uh, I used to work for a university. And, and to start with, we were putting in 21% of my salary into Super, which is enormous in the scheme of things until I found out it was only – Yeah, wow. We were only obliged to put in 14%, so I'm like, well, I'm taking that 7% back. But for a while there, yeah, it was it was going great, great guns. Yeah, nice. I mean, I'm definitely in the same boat as you, Sophie. I haven't thought about it enough. And in preparing for this episode and this Super Series uh, – I had to take a long, hard look at myself at times and wonder why I hadn't put more thought into it. I mean, I didn't even know the fees I was paying. I've hosted an investing podcast for (laughs) four four and a half years. Our number one policy here at Equity Mates is that we hate fees. And yet when it comes to super, I was in the dark. I, th- I think it's because I think it's because people don't think of it early on as an investment. It's almost like because it's mandatory, because people feel like you kind of you know it's 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 guaranteed. It's a it's a government initiative that you have to do. It's almost like paying tax. People look at it like, oh, I've just got this money that comes out of my pay that goes into this super fund. It goes into this thing called super. I don't even really think about what that is. Whereas if you say hey, you got some money, you should invest it. Then people go, oh, okay, I'm going to have a think about where I'm going to put that money, where I'm going to invest it, what companies I might buy, maybe I'll buy some ETFs. And then you take that interest. Whereas super, I think people just kind of get passive about it and they're like, well, it's just this thing I have to pay. Um, I guess I've got too much to think about already. So I'll just pay whatever I need to pay into super, almost like a tax or a bill of some kind. Um, and, And then they don't really think about it anymore after that. But yeah, it's definitely it's definitely worth paying attention to now. Now, the the other side of it is people don't seem to think about it enough when they have an account and when they're, you know, working and putting money in, money into it. But the choice of super account is also super important. Um, nice. And yeah, <laughs> well, Adam, you're the comedian, <laughs> but I, I'm trying here. <laughs> so... We'll get into the we'll get into some of the numbers and I guess the problem of super and why Australians need to wake up. But before we do, uh, I just want to know how you guys chose your super fund. Now uh, you don't have to name uh, which fund you're with or anything like that, but I'd be interested to know if there was thought or it was just a, a default, whatever my employer or whatever my parents suggest. 
uh, I just went with whatever my employer at the time uh, had available. It was the one that they were using. And I was young as well. Like I was starting out in my first job. So like, of course, you have no idea what superannuation is. And you almost don't really care because you're like, it's my retirement money. And I'm like, young, so whatever. So <laughs> I know I, I should care a lot more. But um, <laughs> no, I just went with whatever my, my employer had. And it's actually a pretty okay fund. So I've just stuck with it thus far, but probably do need to do a little bit of research and see if it's actually the right one for me. And how about you, Adam? What are the Mr. Day Trader himself, I'm sure there's been. <laughs> I've got 15 super funds. Uh, I just shift money around between them. No, I haven't. Um, so yeah, I know back in the early days, you didn't kind of get a choice. It was just you would sign get signed up to the default super fund of your employer. Um, most, I don't think even gave you the option of of like BYO super fund, which I think now is pretty common for a lot of people to have super all over the place to be, you know, if you've worked a lot of jobs, especially for most of us where we start out working casual jobs down at the local cafe or whatever it is, you know, they just go, well, this is a super fund we use. So you get signed up to whatever super fund, you know, the cafe down the road is using. That's not really a, a long-term view. So, but now I've been with, I've been with my super fund now, the main one, I guess, I consolidated into into uni super when I was working at a university, which is a an industry super fund, and so I've been with them now for for quite a long time. Made sure that I pulled all that all my other funds into that one and consolidated them to save on fees. But yeah, that's that that's where my mine is still at the moment. So you've mentioned a couple of things there that we'll we'll want to get into in terms of uh, how you can optimize your super, whoever you're with. Um, but look, this, this whole Super Saturday uh, series is all about uh, waking Australians up and getting them to think about their super. It, in, for most people, it's going to be your largest asset class or maybe your second largest depending on, on your, your house. But it's so important and people don't think about it. We've partnered with Superhero who are looking to disrupt the superannuation industry and if you've ever heard their founder John speak about super, you'll you'll realise how much he cares about Australians, I guess, waking up. So here's, here's some of the stats that we've been able to pull and I think, yeah, Adam and Sophie, if we just have a chat about them and I'll, I'll ask you some questions as we go... To give you an idea of the size of the super pool, $3.1 trillion in superannuation assets. And uh, over the 12 months from March 2020 to uh, March 2021, there was a 13.9% increase in the value of total superannuation assets. I think it's important just to pause there for a second and think about the size of this this asset pool and how quickly it's growing. It's... It's pretty phenomenal. I mean, Super Funds put in a bid to buy Sydney Airport earlier this month. Mm. They are buying everything from, you know, electricity assets in Australia to, you know, highways overseas and everything in between. It's um it's such a big pool of money and for uh 90% of households, Super and the family home are the main assets that support their their retirement and yet we don't think about it. I guess then the the follow-on is with such a big pool of assets, there's heaps of fees. Mm. So $30 billion was paid in super fees last year alone. And there's a variety of other costs that can come with super. Things like 
life insurance, income protection, uh, TPD insurance, which I'm going to be honest, uh, I actually don't even know what that is. Um, do either of you guys know what TPD stands for? It's a temporary and permanent disability, I believe. There you go. Mm. Adam, you are the super Oh, mate, I'm all over it. Well, it's worth <laughs> knowing because you, like, there was a lot of stuff that um, came out uh, it was probably six to 12 months ago around all the different insurance offerings that, that form part of, part of like default super packages. And it's worth, it's worth definitely having a look at what insurance you've got and what, you know, on top of the fees that you're paying, what insurance products you're purchasing because you are purchasing them, right? Like um, you see all those ads for life insurance on TV. If you ever watch daytime television, you're watching, you know, chilling out in front of Young and the Restless and some ad comes on for life insurance and you just look at it and you're like, ah, suckers, um, you know, whoever who's signing up for that. And then you go, you check your super fund, you're like, oh my, well, I've, I've actually got that. I've got a policy. So um, it's worth knowing what policies you've got. It's worth knowing how much they're costing you. It's worth knowing what you're even covered for because a lot of, especially like the TPD insurance, um, a lot of um, people don't realize exactly what's covered and what isn't covered. People, um, there's one I think is income protection is the big one where where people assume they've got income in, income protection insurance and I think we saw it a lot with COVID was people were out of work because of COVID. They went to their super, to the insurers and said, uh, I, I'm, I'm here to cash in my income protection insurance. And they're like, no, that's not covered as part of the policy. So, so you really want to understand, I think, you know, read the, the product disclosure statement, uh, or whatever information you can get your hands on to really understand what you are covered for and what you're not covered for. If you're, cause you're paying for it. It's, it's your money. Um, you, it's your super. Um, so you want to know what you're getting. I'm going to be honest. I don't know if I, have any of these insurances <laughs> in my sofa. <laughs> what about you guys? Sophie, do you know if you're paying for them? I feel like Alec and I have some serious work to do with our superannuation. Like Adam's got it totally under control and we're just like, we need to sit down, we need to have a day, a strategy day and work out what the hell is in our super because I, I also have no idea. <laughs> maybe maybe we're not so much the A-team. Maybe we were chosen to do this crossover episode because we're the uh, the typical Australian that needs to wake up. I was promised experts, damn it. What's going on here? <laughs> I thought finally I've shed Thomas and, I, and I'm teamed up with some with some. No, 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 Adam, you were the expert. Little did you know that you were the expert. Uh, we're in long. trouble in any scenario where anyone says Adam, you're the expert, <laughs> then this ship is sinking. So I, the I guess the if we if we put a bow on the fees, thirty billion in super fees, a whole raft of potential insurances which may be useful or may not be useful. Most Australians don't know what they're paying for and, you know, that's that's dumb. Yeah. Sophie, sorry to say it, but it's, it's kind of dumb. Don't single me out here. This is you as well, Alec. Yeah. No, I'm saying, I'm saying together we're dumb. Oh. I think there's a large proportion of people that have never never even logged in. Like there's, there's I saw some stat, I don't have it at hand, but a lot of people that have never even... Like it's like online banking, right? It's pretty easy to log in and set up an account. I work in IT during the day and I know people in IT that have never logged into their super. So um, it's pretty common. Like you guys aren't alone, that's for sure. But um, it's pretty common that people just don't aren't, aren't looking at this stuff. So, so we've touched on the size of the super pool and the amount in fees that Australians are paying every year. But 
But that's not the only reason that Australians need to wake up. Um, a key one is that a lot of super funds are actually underperforming their peers and the general market. So, Sophie, do you want to tell us a little bit about uh, just how big this underperformance problem is? Yeah, well, it's huge. And I think uh, at the moment, the government's trying to make a lot of you know new regulations in the super space because there are a lot of underperformers. But $100 billion of Australians' money is in an underperforming super product, which is just crazy because you have autonomy and control over the super product that you're using. So really, no one should be in an underperforming super product. But if we're not aware of it, then we're not going to know. Mm. <laughs> but mm. 3 million mm. accounts are in underperforming super products and a member in a worse performing super product could be $98,000 worse off in retirement, which is like, I just can't even fathom that kind of money myself. So why are you giving that up in a super product? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that, that pays for your caravan to go tripping around Australia in your, in your grey years. Yes, <laughs> You've already exactly. got retirement plans, do you, Adam? <laughs> That's a nice caravan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's just 98 grand. It's not even that good these days, I don't think. I want one with a car that fits underneath it, you know. Can we come? Are we allowed to come? <laughs> you want one of those big American RVs. <laughs> you need to get a bedroom for Alec and I. <laughs> this is going to be a big one. <laughs> oh, we'll do so many crossover podcasts oh, yeah. on the road. From, from the road with Alex, Sophie and Adam. <laughs> But look, I think, I think that if we go back to this issue of underperformance, I think what you said there, Sophie, the fact that we're all choosing our super funds or we all have the choice and yet 3 million accounts are underperforming, mm. it's pretty stark and it just shows, I guess, you know, I'm going to use the tagline again, but it shows why Australians need to wake <laughs> up. Can you imagine if you, like, <laughs> let's say, like, because it's just a managed fund, right? And so, you, you know, you guys are well aware of managed funds, but... If you went to your fund manager and you're like, "All right, hit me. How we go this year?" and he was like, "Ah, uh, we got we did 0.1 percent," you'd be like, "What are you? <laughs> what am I paying you for?" I'll keep my money with you. Be- <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> you would be. You would dare say. Dare I say you'd be outraged, wouldn't you? If if your fund manager came back with numbers like that, and yet I think that's what's happening in a lot of these super funds is they're just kind of they're taking fees they're they know that people are not paying a lot of attention and they're just kind of going, ah, well, we just, this is, this is how we, this is where we landed this year. We didn't do, do too good, but no one really asked any questions. So, mm. so we'll, we'll just carry on. But I think, I think if you start thinking about super as a, as a managed fund with someone in control of it and that person can be, you know, you can really influence that now. And so think of it like that rather than this, just this sort of pool of money that, or that you, you pay. Do you guys know the annual performance of your super funds currently? Oh, no. Nah. Ask that, Sophie. <laughs> Adam should know. I, Alec, uh, you're excused. <laughs> no, I actually do know. Um, and I want to give a shout out to uh, the government's uh, new website that we, we can touch on now, but we'll expand on later. Um, it's, it's via the ATO and it compares all super funds because... I didn't know what the performance of my fund was, um, but then I had a look on that website while I was preparing for this episode, and now I know exactly that it's, I don't know how it's a range, I guess there's a number of products, but between 3.5% and 7.5%, um, it's one of those like super products where it mm. invests depending on your lifestyle stage. <laughs> um, 
and I know how many much fees I'm paying and everything because um, the government now lays it all out for me. It makes it very easy. Mm. So, so yes, I do know the range of my fund. Yeah, my, and my super fund tends to, my performance tends to fluctuate wildly with my poor decisions that I make in, when I'm day trading my super fund. So, um, so yeah, I think I think when they're comparing super funds, they there's like a, a basic or a balanced option that that everyone gets by default if you don't change it. So, I think that's what they use when they're when they're kind of looking at performance and comparing performance is they take that that I think it's a it's called balanced or default or something. I don't know what it's called probably varies between funds, but each fund has its own version of that balanced portfolio. And I think they then use that to compare. So I don't know exactly what um, what my fund was in terms of performance to a number, but I know it was definitely in, it was in the top 10 performing super funds. So I'm happy to see it in that list. Nice. What about you, Sophie? Do you know? Yeah, I'm the same. The, <laughs> it was in an article and my fund was in the top 10. I was like, sweet, that's my fee. <laughs> but like, <laughs> nice, I don't know nice. the numbers. That's all the due diligence you need. <laughs> <laughs> it was like the other day, Tom, Tom, we were having some internet trouble on the on our show and Tom's like, what's your, um, I said, what's your internet connection like? He's like, oh, I'm getting, I'm getting this many meg. And I'm like, that's not really enough. He's like, how many should I be getting? I was like, I don't know either. Like, I don't pay any attention to it. I just know... <laughs> Can I watch Netflix? Does Netflix work? Yes, then um, then we're good. Um, it's a bit like that with the with the super fund. You kind of go, well, it's top ten, so you know the number doesn't really matter, I guess. But, <laughs> it's in the recommendations, um, yeah, may yeah. as well. It's in the recommendations, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> now uh, the the problems with super don't stop there. We've talked about the amount of fees and the costs that uh, you may be paying, even though you don't realize it. The uh, problems of underperformance, uh, which Sophie and Adam seem to have avoided. So well done to the two of you. Um, but there's another there's another key problem uh, that you know is a reason why Australians need to wake up and think about super, mm. and that's the problem of multiple accounts. So Adam, mm. as our resident super expert on this <laughs> on this here? pod, uh, <laughs> do you wanna do you wanna Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I, I think it's a really common problem and I, it's going to get better because I think employers are now asking the question when people start and people are entitled to bring your own super fund to your, to your new work. But um, I think 27% of Australians have more than one super fund account, which means you're paying more than one set of fees. Um, so that's going to eat away at your super. Um, and the problem is, it's, it, like the thing is, it's really easy now to find and consolidate those super funds. So there's a lot of resources around. There's um, the Money Smart website from the Australian government. If you, there's some good info now on the on the ATO website. But um, you know, there was some research from the, the Centre for International Finance and Regulation that found that less than one third of people are actually even reading their superannuation statements. Um, four-fifths are rarely or never thinking about making changes to their investment options. So, you know, there's a lot of, dare I say, apathy around super funds. Uh, nearly, some more stats, nearly two-thirds can't name the age at which they can start accessing their superannuation fund. I, don't, I think I kind of fall into that category as well. I just assume it's whenever I decide to retire. But if I decide <laughs> to retire tomorrow, then I presume I can't get it yet. So... I, I googled this after reading that stat. Uh, I think it's sixty, but I think it's going to go up. Right, make us work yeah. longer. That sucks. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and only 35% think of themselves as well-informed on matters regarding superannuation, which that lines up pretty well with this show, to be honest. So there's about 30, 35% of us that think of themselves as well-informed. Um <laughs> <laughs> well done there. Yep, yep. I think that's fair. <laughs> we will be well informed. Just give us some time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you guys have, um, uh, Sophie, do you have more than one super fund at the moment? No, I've always just had one because I have an older sister and she kind of went through that whole process of changing jobs before I did. So every time I got a form for a new job, I was like, what do I do here? And she helped mm. me with that. So that was great. But I have so many friends. I was actually speaking to my housemates the other day and um, one of my housemates had three. That means you're paying three fees. So he consolidated, mm. but um, it was, he said it was super easy. I mean, these days you just go onto MyGov um, and into the ATO website and everything's linked to your TFN. So it's super easy. But yeah, imagine paying literally, it's like paying, yeah, Three fees for the same thing. It's stupid. To, to answer your question, Adam, I did, but now I don't. But I think the the thing around multiple fees and multiple sets of insurance is you just don't realize it. Mm. The, the money, it's not in your bank account, so you don't feel the fees going out. It's not real money in some ways in people's mind. It's this... Uh, mystical future money that <laughs> other people are managing. It's future <laughs> Alex problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I think, I think if we can achieve one thing through this episode, through the other episodes in this Super Saturday series, is stop thinking about it as future money mm. because it's it's fees that you're paying today and and costs, insurance costs that you're paying today. Yeah, and with and with compounding interest on you know and any investment, if you can take that what what a even if they're relatively small fees now, that that can make as you mentioned earlier, Sophie, you know ninety eight thousand dollars difference at the end of the day. So um, definitely worth definitely worth having a think about. And you know this is I mean this is exactly why the government made it mandatory. I think um, because people in their twenties and thirties kind of not really thinking about the long term early on. You just kind of you know, you're living and partying and spending and, and it's only when you start to get a bit older, you go, ah, oh, you know, maybe I need to think about what I'm going to do in, in retirement. Um, so, yeah, I think I think that's why it's, it's a good thing that, that super exists. Um, but you still want to try and you want to keep you want to keep that money for yourself. You don't want to be paying it out in fees if you don't have to. Now, over the course of this series, uh, we'll be unpacking different elements of super. Um, you know, on Comedian V Economist, Adam and Thomas will be talking about the macroeconomic big picture. They'll be uh, talking about recent legislative changes and what it all means. On your in good company, Sophie and Maddie will be talking about uh, taking control of your own super, and they'll be interviewing Rachel from Superhero to discuss their new platform and why superhero are so passionate about super bryce and i will be doing something similar talking about uh tips and tricks around uh your super regardless of your strategy you know passive self-managed whatever you want uh, all all with the aim of giving you a, a number of tools and a number of uh different I guess, actions to think about uh, to help you wake up and take control of your super. So we're not going to cover everything in this episode, but we do want to, I guess, touch some high-level tips and tricks for everyone to think about. So um, Adam and Sophie, if we get to that, 
there's no one size fits all strategy when it comes to super. You know, everyone needs to make their own decision based on their age, how comfortable they are taking investment risk, how long they have before they retire. You know, it's a very uh, personal decision. On top of that, there are some things that every Australian should be doing. So let's go around the table and talk about some of the things that every Australian, regardless of their super strategy, regardless of their uh, stage of life, should be doing. Uh, Adam, as our resident super expert, do you want to kick us off? Uh, what's what's one thing you think every Australian should be should be thinking about or should be doing? Uh, so I think everyone should should log in for a start. Log in and have a look and <laughs> and understand what's going on. But uh, I keep going back to this advice my mum gave me early on. She was like, she's like, go high growth early on. Like this is obviously not financial advice, as Alex says. You know, it should line up with your own your own. Sit- um, situation, but but she was like, you're young, like you know, you can ride the peaks and troughs of of the of the share market because that's where the money goes, right? A lot of, for the majority of it's invested in the share market. So go go with the you know within each super fund, there'll at least be a kind of a balanced, uh, conservative, and a high growth option. So you know, I think I think it's really it's really good to kind of consider that high growth option particularly while you're young, you've still got a lot of your working life ahead of you. You can ride out the peaks and troughs. That changes as you get older. Once you sort of hit 50, 60 years old, you're nearing retirement. You know, we saw it with COVID where the share market kind of tanks like 30%. You don't want, you don't want that to happen at 65 years old when you're just about to retire. Um, but if that happens when you're, you know, when you're 30 years old uh, and that you know, you can you can obviously the share market then bounces back. You're back on track, and in fact, it bounced back. You know, um, with a vengeance, it's now it's now higher than ever. So, um, so I think yeah, understand what options you've got within the super fund, and and consider what's right for you. But definitely for me, um, going high growth early has really I can see that difference that that's made now. Uh, important to stress that that's Adam's <laughs> strategy and everyone has their own strategy and should speak to uh, professionals if they're unsure of their strategy. Uh, do not take financial advice from a podcast. <laughs> um, but Sophie, if we, if we stay on this track of um, things that every Australian should think about or should do, um, what's something that you think every Australian should do? I think everyone should be jumping onto the ATO's uh, Your Super Comparison tool. I did it myself um, for research for all these episodes and I think it's super beneficial because it kind of just lays it out all the different criteria, you can see it in an easy format and compare super annuation funds um, easily. One of the functions that I did really like was you could, one of the criteria was whether the superannuation stayed the same the whole time or if it changes with your life cycle, which is kind of what Adam just touched on a little bit. So it was easy to just to be able to identify funds that could be a little bit more malleable to your needs or wants. Um, so yeah, I think it's just an easy place to see all the super tools that are out there uh, and make your own comparisons so that you can be in a fund that isn't underperforming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I can't second that enough. I think, you know, the government cops, cops a lot of slack these days, not not least from Adam and Thomas on uh, Comedian Being Economist. Ah. <laughs> we just call, we just call think, it like we see him, Alec. <laughs> but I think these recent changes around transparency of super funds and the reporting tools that they've created are, are really good 
um, and and really help Australians have a, I guess, get a grasp of where their money is being invested and how that compares both in terms of uh, performance and in terms of fees. So definitely second that one. Go and check it out. There's so many more options these days in terms of what you can do within your fund. So, you know, obviously you want to compare funds and see what you've got, but depending on your appetite for for involvement, you know, like if you enjoy, you know, investing and you enjoy kind of, um, you know, looking at the share market and stuff like that, there are some there's some some really interesting options coming out now. There's I think one super fund I looked at had 145 ETFs that you could choose from to 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 build your portfolio within your super fund. So you, the level of control these days is is kind of it's really changing, and you can if you want to you can be more involved and and take an interest. Well, let's put a pin in that comment, okay. Adam, because I think I think uh, superheroes offering will uh, blow that 145 really? ETFs out of the water Ooh. yeah uh but i think if we just continue on this track mm. of what every australian should think about um for me we can't go past low fees mm. you know whatever strategy you're paying for whatever um you know stage of life you're at if there's one constant rule it's don't overpay in fees and you know we said this time and time again on equity mates i'm sure you guys have said it on your shows as well but small fees over time can make a big difference in returns. Um, And this isn't related to super, but this is a bit of maths that Bryce and I did. uh, I can't remember. I think it was for our book. Um, Shout out, go and pre-order our book if you haven't already. Sweet plug. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to get that plug in. Oh, you have a book, Alec? (laughs) Um, But this... uh, it really demonstrates the difference fees can make over time. So uh, Warren Buffett's company, Berkshire Hathaway, um, he took it over in 1965. And if you bought $1,000 of Berkshire Hathaway in 1965, by 2019, you'd have $27 million. Not bad. Whoa. Wow. Um, if, if Buffett charged a 1% management fee, that $1,000 would have turned into $25 million rather than $27 million. So $2 million, a lot of money, but uh, not, not that big a difference. If Buffett charged a 2% management fee, uh, you would only have $9 million. Wow. And then if Buffett charged a 2% management fee and a 20% performance fee, which was the standard for hedge funds for years, you would have $6.5 million. So if you think about the difference between no fees ending up with $27 million and the, the traditional hedge fund fee arrangement, you end up with $6.5 million, it's a big gap. Huge. Yeah, that's a lot of caravans. And 2% sounds so little as well. Yeah, it sounds like nothing. Mm. It's, it literally could get Adam the <laughs> most luxurious caravan that has ever been created. The Guinness World Record uh, largest caravan. <laughs> Wow. But yeah, yeah I think for, for me, it, it's not about paying the lowest possible fees. It's not about getting 0.01% fees. You know, different strategies have different fees, different managers have different fees, but it's just about knowing what you're paying and not overpaying. Mm, that's a really good point. So any, uh, any other tips and tricks or actions that every Australian should take regardless of their, uh, re- their super strategy? <laughs> I'm not the expert. Uh, Don't ask yeah. me. 
<laughs> like, I would I'm love to give doing... you some more advice, but I'm waiting to get Adam's advice, really. That's why I'm here. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, think, I think one that we touched on earlier that, be- that bears repeating is consolidate your super. If you've got multiple accounts, mm. uh, there's no reason for that. You're paying multiple sets of fees. Um, you may be paying for multiple sets of insurance. So consolidate. Mm. And review too. You know, like as as we have touched on, you can change funds now. So it's, it's, it's fairly easy to change them. It's as easy as it is to consolidate them. If your fund isn't performing, then shop around. You know, have a, have a look at what's out there. Have a look at how your fund's doing. If you've got multiple ones, then you don't have to pick one of the ones that you already have. You could go, well, you know, go and go and do your comparison. A bit like if you were shopping for, uh, I don't know, car insurance, or if you're shopping for any other financial product. There's nothing. There's literally nothing stopping you nowadays from from just shopping around and having a look at what's out there in terms of super funds. So um, you don't have to go with the one that your employer gives you anymore. You don't have to go with the one that your parents think is, is a good one. Um, you can, you can, you know, plot your own course. Well, I think that's a, uh, a good uplifting note to uh, end this episode on. Um, everyone should get out there, do their research and plot their own course. Um, if you want help plotting your course, navigating this course, uh, stick around on the Equitymates uh, Media Network for the next three weeks. We'll be releasing a number of episodes uh, across our Super Saturdays on Comedian Veg uh, Economist, You're in Good Company, Equitymates, and Get Started Investing, all with the aim of uh, helping you wake up and feel like you've got more control of your superannuation. And it's a big thanks to Superhero for helping us put on this series. Uh, Superhero are coming out with a new super offering that will help Australians take control of their super. You know, Adam was blown away with a super fund that let you invest in 145 ETFs. Well, Superhero are going to blow Adam's mind then uh, because... I can't be trusted with uh, any more than 145 (laughs) ETFs, to be honest. Actually, yeah, we should talk to them about not letting you set up an account. Um, Superhero have a couple of options that really let Australians take control of their super. They have an autopilot option where 70% is put into a diversified portfolio and then the remaining 30% can be put into six uh, themed ETFs. That's not the part that's going to blow your mind, Adam. But then they have a control option where 25% is in uh, a diversified portfolio and then up to 75% of your superannuation can be directly invested in any company in the ASX 300 or most of the ASX listed ETFs. Wow, that is <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is. But that is good. I mean, it's, that's but exciting. Look, but it could, you know, we should we should uh, note the the risks with any share market investing uh, and choosing your choosing your companies, stock picking. Yes, yeah, yeah, definitely. It, look, it's not for everyone. Um, a lot of people like that their superannuation is invested by someone else. And don't want to take that control. Mm. And I think the the message in this episode and the rest of this series is whether you self-manage, whether you do the this hybrid model with Superhero, whether you get a fund manager to manage it in a super fund, wh- whatever the whatever your whatever is right for you, 
uh, you still need to wake up. You mm. still need to actively make that decision. Australians need to stop being apathetic about their super. <laughs> I feel victimised. I feel like... <laughs> but I, no, I've this woken is, up. This is, a lot of self, this, is, <laughs> this is a lot of self-talk for me, Sophie. <laughs> it's so good. It's like, therapy these session. Are my, the, the, these are my morning affirmations. <laughs> I will not be apathetic about my super. I will wake up. <laughs> I'm just looking forward to having more people to talk to about super. Like I, I go to parties and I'm like, who wants to talk about super? And everyone's like, what are you? Seriously, get a life. Have you been invited to parties, any parties lately? Or they stopped inviting you? <laughs> no, it's they're kind of dried up, to be honest. <laughs> I wonder why. Yeah, don't by that guy. He always talks about super. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but I saw there was a there was an article where someone was complaining that their super fund only sends them a statement once a year or something. I'm like, you don't you don't need to wait for your statement to arrive in the mail. This is not the this is not 1975 anymore. You can you know you can log on. It's as I say, it's just like internet banking. Um, you can log in, check how it's going, make make some decisions. Um, you know, get control of it through. Um, you don't have to do it every day like I do. That's that's weird and obsessive. But you know, it's it's pretty easy to log in and see how it's performing. That I think most funds now don't even do that. You do the yearly statement, which is like the official record. But most funds will give you like uh, an indication of where it's at, how it's tracking. Um, so yeah, I, I would suggest everyone to do it right now. Go and log in. Set up your account. Do it. I forgot my password. Do your reset. Um, <laughs> I had to l- do that. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking at, I'm looking at you guys. <laughs> Tell you what, I'll do it for you. I'll send you your credentials. <laughs> uh. All right. Well, look, hopefully uh, if you're like Adam and you care way too much about Super, you've got something out of this episode. Or if you're like Sophie and I and uh, waking up for the first time, you're going to that, forgot your password, <laughs> logging on and starting to think about it. Um, but yeah, look, over the next three weeks, uh, tune in to Comedian the Economist with Adam. Uh, you're in good company with Sophie and Equity Mates and Get Started Investing with myself as we continue unpacking this world of super, all thanks to Superhero. Adam, Sophie, thanks for joining us. I think we can officially say that we are the A-team of our respective shows and um, we forever hold the honour of doing the first Equity Mates crossover episode. Uh, thank you, Alec. Thank you, Sophie. This is uh, unfortunately this has spoiled it now. Now I've got to go back to Thomas and, uh, and get back to the investors' <laughs> economist. But uh, it's been a lot of fun. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Alec. Thanks, Adam. Equity Mates Investing Podcast is a product of Equity Mates Media. All information in this podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only. It is not intended as a substitute for professional finance, legal, or tax advice. The hosts of Equity Mates Investing Podcast are not financial professionals and are not aware of your personal financial circumstances. Before making any financial decisions, you should read the product disclosure statement and, if necessary, consult a licensed financial professional. Do not take financial advice from a podcast. For more information, head to the disclaimer page on the Equity Mates website where you can find ASIC resources and find a registered financial professional near you. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equity Mates Media and the hosts of Equity Mates Investing Podcast acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. 
We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people today. 